everybody and welcome back to Archived by me, Christine. This is a very exciting episode because today I'm interviewing Hallie Harris, the CEO of Village Marketing based here in New York City. Um, Hallie, thank you so much for being here and taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so proud of you. I'm sitting here beaming, <laughs> smiling ear to ear, thinking, wow, what a professional podcast and what an honor to be included. Oh, no, I'm so excited that you are here. And I'm just so excited to jump right into our questions. Um, so I do like to start off by asking, what is something that you're most excited about right now? Um, whether that's in your personal life or village wise, just anything that you're excited and looking forward to. Mm. Well, I'm getting married on October 22nd, so my fiance might not show up for the wedding. <laughs> I don't say my wedding first is what's most exciting <laughs> in my life. Um, we're really excited. We're getting married in Charleston, South Carolina. It's going to be small. Um, it's our third wedding date um, due to COVID, so we've had to move it around a bit. So we're in the two, we're on the inside of two months now. Um, I think we're at seven weeks out. And so that's extraordinarily exciting to think that it's actually going to happen. That's the first thing I'm really excited about. Um, professionally, I would say that I've always been extraordinarily bullish about influencer marketing. I think some of the recent news um, about the Shopify integration with TikTok, as well as um, the swipe up no longer being gated on Instagram, um, really sends a signal that everyone is influential and everyone can drive commerce. And so I'm extraordinarily excited about the innovations and uh, new feature offerings from the platforms and how it will continue to drive our business forward. Wow, those are two very exciting things that are happening right now. But in terms of your wedding, have you had to reschedule twice or three times now because of COVID? Yeah, so we booked it in May and then we rebooked it in June and then we finally got smart and we thought, okay, we really need to push it into the fall. And so we pushed it to October, but we said, come hell or high water, this wedding is happening now. Yes. So oh, we're moving okay. forward. Yes. And I feel like Charleston in the fall, like, does it get better than that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Except for, you know, if there's a hurricane, then we're really in trouble. <laughs> I give up. Very true. So, um, we're <laughs> on the tail end of hurricane season, so we're risking it a little bit, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Yes. Oh, so true. I'm I'm very excited for you. That's wonderful. And I can't wait to see the pictures. Ah, it's going to be so fun. But yeah. And, and like you said, like so many things are changing just even within Instagram. I know some of my accounts are moving very, very full steam ahead into like YouTube and TikTok as well. So it has been, it's been really exciting just to see the changes since I've started at Village and just um, how much, how much is evolving and how quickly things are happening. So I feel like there's never there's never a dull day. So it's, there is never a dull true. day in village marketing, <laughs> that is for sure, or in the broader landscape of influencer marketing and social media industries. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was very true. <laughs> um, what is something that you are most proud of? Mm. 
let's see. Um, well, there's a lot, uh, a lot of things I'm really proud of. Um, one thing, um, being a first time CEO, this is the first thing that came to my mind, being a first time CEO um, and, and managing a smaller business during this, you know, in quotes, unprecedented time. Um, a lot of business leaders uh, came to a cross or a fork in the road and had to make the difficult decision whether they were gonna choose profit or people. And I'm really, really proud of the fact that Vicki and I chose people over profit at the top of the pandemic. Um, we had really thoughtfully managed our finances um, and articulated an opportunity that allowed for our team to turn inward and clean up all those things that we wish we had time to do operationally. And um, with that, we did not furlough or lay off one person. And I feel so good in my heart. And I can, you know, rest peacefully at night knowing that we, we did right by our team. Um, and I believe that that helps set us up for extreme growth on the other side once businesses really started to resurface. Um, most all of our clients who did pause with us, they've, they've returned back to us. So grateful for the opportunity to continue with our team as well as our clients. So that's one professional, I don't know, um, one professional example that I'm you know, really proud of. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Um, well, I think that's huge. And I will say, as, while you think of another one, um, if you want to bring something else up, but I will say I was talking to a new hire yesterday um, and it was her first day and she was talking about her interview process and it got me thinking about my interview process and how I was so... Um, I was just so excited about the potential of being able to work with you all just because after talking to you and Vicky, I was like, and, and Vicky brought up immediately because I was, I was hired in January, um, or I guess December, but it was kind of like still when everybody, I mean, we're still all feeling the effects of COVID and obviously it's still in full force and everything, but it was just so refreshing to hear about a business that really did put their people first because I knew so many people that I went to school with, especially like recent grads, people that were really just, they were the first ones to go. And so I think hearing you and Vicki talk about how you did put your people first and you've, you made that decision to take care of the people that, um, that are part of Village really just like made me feel like, oh, this is something I want to be a part of. I want to, to be involved and I want to be part of a company that like does care about their people um, first and foremost. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I mean, we do put our heart and soul into the team and that starts, you know, with recruitment all the way through retention of the team. And that's the thing that keeps CEOs and founders up at night is making sure that we're doing right by everyone. Um, it's not an easy job, but I think in that regard, you know, we did a really damn good job, <laughs> but um, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. And we're continually, you know, sharpening our, our, our 
tools and our skill sets to, to be better um, across the board. Another fun thing I'll just tell you about that. I don't know if I would classify, well, I think I would classify this as something that I'm proud of. Um, it's just a fun fact story um, that not a lot of people know about me, but I used to manage Jesse James Decker, mm-hmm. who is a just one of the most gifted, talented singers out there, in my opinion. I, I say, you know, um, Whitney Houston, Christina Aguilera, Jesse James Decker in my book, mm-hmm. in terms of vocalists. <laughs> And uh, Jesse and I went over um, to Iraq during the war, and this was in 2008. And we went with Kid Rock and the United States Air Force, and we went and they performed for the troops. And we went to 22 different Air Force bases and flew in into the war zone. It was the wildest thing. But that is one of the moments that I'm most proud of being brave, um, doing right by our country, um, just participating in in something to give back to our troops. So that's that's Hallie, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, must have been an incredible experience. Holy cow. That's amazing. Wait, how long were you over there? How long was the whole for like two and a half of- weeks for two and a oh. half weeks? So we went we went into Iraq twice, but you can't spend the night there for obvious oh. reasons. And then we went to Qatar and United Arab Emirates and to Turkey. We went to um, Ramstein, which is very famous, one of our largest um, footprints for an Air Force base overseas, and that's actually where all the soldiers come into the hospital. They're they're um, carried in from Afghanistan and Iraq to Ramstein. And so we went and we also walked the halls of the hospital and shook hands with all the soldiers who had been injured, which was, you know, oh an experience. And we went to um, England as well. There's a big Air Force base there too. Um, so I learned a lot about our military um, which I was honestly a little undereducated on before going there. Oh my so. goodness. I can't even imagine what kind of experience that would be like just, and being like kind of in the midst of what we keep, like what you would be seeing on the news at the time and like everything like that, like that's wow. And being able to talk to people who are just in the midst of it all. And, um, and like you said, do right by our country and say, thank you. And all of that. Wow. Yeah. It was wild to go over there um, because you realize like we were at war, but it wasn't happening on our turf. And so out of sight, out of mind. And when you go there, you start to realize, wow, this person's every day is very different than my every day. And you start to have a greater appreciation for the sacrifices that were made. So it was, it was a proud moment for me in terms of giving back. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I had no idea. Wow. Amazing. Um, What is one of your happiest memories? What's something that you think back on and you're like, wow, like that was just, I would change nothing. That was like the happiest I've, I've felt or something like that. Oh my gosh. Um, Well, if you do your research, you can dig into um, the internet and find 
um, two different music videos that Village Marketing created. And one of them were, were running down a sea of women in high heels down Fifth Avenue. And it was hysterical. Um, and before that, we made a TikTok in our old office in WeWork. It was also, I mean, I think back at the girls sitting with their arms propped up on um, the, the copy machine. And then some girls laid on the table and did their legs back and forth. Oh my gosh, that was just pure fun and love of company and love of team and love of the work that we do every day and a celebration of it all, you know, coming together via a, via a TikTok. Um, so that's, you know, definitely one. And then again, I have to give Jason, my fiance, a shameless plug. But of course, you know, one of my happiest memories is the day he asked me to marry him. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Amazing. I love to hear it. Yeah, that one. Um, trying to think what else. Happiest memories. Um, I will uh, say on the, I think like the anniversary, it was like the one year anniversary of like one of those videos. Um, I, they, we were talking about it in one of our Slack channels. And so I will be sure to, to add those links down here. Um, so everybody can see what you're talking about with the TikToks and running down Fifth Ave. Cause I thought those were hilarious and I wasn't even here at that point. And I thought they were incredible. And also like, they're so funny. yeah. And you could just feel like the energy of just like, women running through New York it's like so sex in the city but like the most empowering like you're just like wow I'm part of this like that's so cool <laughs> absolutely absolutely and empowering for sure for sure I love it we'll go into this one and we're asking what five people that are alive would you invite to dinner for one night okay this is a hard one I agree. Um, I'm going to see if I can get up to five. Okay. So I'm going to start with Bonnie Raitt, which might seem random, but I started my career in music and I just love Bonnie Raitt and I love her soulfulness. And um, I don't really get starstruck by anyone, but I think I would actually be starstruck by her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd also have to have Whitney Houston mm -hmm. or Etta James. I'll take either one. <laughs> yeah. But again, there's a soulfulness and I like the idea maybe of having Etta because she kind of paved the way for, for Whitney and Bonnie, right. And really, um, so they probably get along at the dinner table too. Um, but I'm, I would have to have a couple musicians at the table for sure. Um, I would also invite President Biden. Um, I have a crush on him. I, I would agree. <laughs> uh, I Before we started working with him at Village Marketing, I actually worked on a campaign called It's On Us that helps um, combat sexual assault on college campuses. And it was a campaign that he was very, very involved in. And so I had the pleasure of going to the White House and meeting Biden. And he was talking to me and a group of our, um, and a group of our 
uh, influencers that we had brought with us to, to promote this really wonderful initiative, It's On Us. And um, he just stood by me and he, he was so um, uh, connected to this program and really, really cared so deeply about um, lessening sexual assault and rape and trying to eliminate it altogether. And he, he gave a speech to everyone and the secret service was coming up to them and they were flashing things on his teleprompter saying, you have a meeting with President Obama in five minutes. And then it went up in four minutes, up in three minutes. And he said, he can wait. This is a really important topic. And oh so my he goodness. was so um, just passionately involved and such a believer in not just doing it because it was right, but so giving of his time. And so ever since then, I've had a massive crush on him. Sorry, Jill. Um, Amazing. <laughs> I definitely would have Jason Latos, my fiance, if you haven't figured that out, like he's my favorite person. So he has to be involved. So Bonnie Raitt, Etta James, President Biden, Jason Latos, and um, probably my grandfather. And he's passed away, um, but he was a really, really interesting person. Um, and I did a school project. This is, you know, what I did in the 80s versus, you know, what you're doing today <laughs> in the mm -hmm. 2020s. But I was tasked with interviewing a grandparent and we asked them questions about themselves and we did it on a little data recorded tape. You know, this I is love that. Yeah. the old version of a, the old day version of a podcast. And so I found out a lot about my grandfather, but his, his father died when he was two years old and his mother was single. And this is, you know, in the twenties. Um, and he and his mother moved to New York city and they lived at the St. Regis hotel. Oh my gosh. He's just like a little prince. And, and then they decided to move to Turkey and they went on the Queen Elizabeth one or two, I can't remember. Oh my goodness. Over to Europe, went and lived in Turkey for several years, which I think is just so difficult to even fathom the idea of someone doing that in the in the 20s. And so mm -hmm. I I knew him until age 18, but you don't always appreciate your grandparents until you kind of get on the other side of 20 because you're becoming an adult and you care about the history and you care about their stories and their acquired knowledge. And so I just wish I had more time to get to know him and hear more of his experiences. So I think he would definitely have to be at the table. Oh, definitely. I mean, I feel like that's an incredible table, but even just if I was there, I'd love to just talk to him. <laughs> like that that's sounds cool. like he's had incredible experiences. Oh my gosh. I can't even, I also can't imagine being like a single mother and like moving my family across the sea <laughs> like, yeah I know it's crazy amazing wow yeah and I also I like um I really like it when people add like people who are currently like in their lives to their tables because I always think like if I were to have one of these conversations and I was like with 
like a bunch of idols or like whoever I need somebody like I always say I would invite my sister because I need somebody to be like oh my gosh remember that one time like remember that dinner and I just think it's like like you can have all these experiences but like it's so important to be able to share them with like everything's so much better when you're sharing them with everybody else or with somebody else um so I think that's wonderful it sounds like a really great time to me <laughs> where should we go um, like, I know like, right like yeah I'm like so where which restaurant is hosting us all <laughs> right what's next <laughs> um I love it um, so before we get to our last question, I did ask the rest of Village if they had any um, questions for you. So we have kind of a little uh, quick fire round here. Um, <laughs> yes, so we have a few good ones. Um, the, the most requested was your morning routine. So if you want to jump through, you know, what does the morning look like in the Hallie Harris world? <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny that people want to know about that. Um, well, I'll start with the fact that it is so boring um, <laughs> uh, that I, I, I can't even believe, you know, I'm answering this question, but okay. Um, I wake up somewhere between 5.30 a.m. and 6 a.m. I think everyone knows that I'm an early bird. Um, past about 8 p.m. at night, my brain does not process information well. It just shuts down. Um, <laughs> so I wake up early in the morning. Uh, Jason is a night owl. So I am alone in the morning <laughs> for several hours before the prince rolls out of bed. <laughs> um, I will make coffee or go to my favorite coffee spot, vintage coffee. Um, and what I've been trying to do as of late, just a little 15 minutes with me, which I think is really important for everyone, um, is I go and I walk this bridge. It's called the Pitt Street Bridge in Charleston, and it's surrounded by water on both sides and it's a walking bridge. And on either side, um, you have beautiful views of downtown Charleston, our bridge and looking over towards the beach at Sullivan's Island. And the sun rises over this walking bridge. And so it's really, really magical to be alone uh, because usually there's not really anyone there. And we have all these blue herons and great white egrets that are, waking up and starting to feed. And you can see when it's low tide, all the little beds kind of peek up from the water and they're kind of poking their little beaks in there to get some food. Um, or if it's high tide, it's just the fish are jumping out of the water. It, it honestly, it's a preserve and it, and it should be. Mm -hmm. And it just reminds you about the simplicity of life and the beauty of nature without sounding really, really cliche. But I, I think that my days are starting off better as mm -hmm. a result of creating that space for myself. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. Oh, if that I so could, peaceful. if I could, you know, commit to doing hot yoga every morning at my old studio, Moto Yoga in New York mm -hmm. City, that would be my routine. Hello. Yeah. Ah, oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. But I mean, I think like you said, creating that time and space for yourself, it really sets the tone. Yeah. So, 
That's wonderful. Oh, love it. Um, next question is your skincare routine. <laughs> People are just wondering what your go-to products are. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, I don't think that on video, I am the pillar of great skincare. I can think of about if we have 108 people, 107 people who stand in line for me. Um, I think that's false. <laughs> I wonder if these questions are meant to be funny. Like, Hallie, are you showering enough? Hallie, are you? Are you, are you no, your skin is stunning. Um, that's really sweet. Um, so, so I use a, I use skincare called Skin Fitness Plus okay. by Dr. Julia Tatum Hunter. And, um, you can find her online. She is a leading dermatologist in LA and she uses all natural and organic ingredients in her products. So even if I'm not a responsible young woman washing and cleaning my face and putting my vitamin C and serums on the way that I'm supposed to, if I use it once, I, I look like I'm on top of my game. Thanks to her. There you go. But that's all you need. That's perfect. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> um, and now we're wondering like, what are your best ways to manage work-life balance? Mm. Um, I think that, oh, we're in a high growth business. Um, and, and our agency is, you know, taking off like a rocket. And, and so I'm always kind of preaching the ebb and the flow. And when you find that the pace is pulling back and allowing space for you, I, I want people to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. um, so recognizing, you know, when you are kicking off a new account, you're going to have to put in some extra hours or there's a big presentation or a big upsell opportunity we lean in. Mm -hmm. and, and then when things are feeling steady, recognizing the moments where you can lean back and carve out some time for yourself. Um, a big one for me is um, forgiving myself for not being perfect. And I think that a lot of people here can relate to being, you know, overachieving perfectionists. I know I am. Um, and it's hard to set boundaries for yourself um, while relinquishing that you might be not delivering your best or, or letting someone down. Um, so forgiving yourself and having some compassion with yourself, I think is so important um, for, for maintaining that. I, you know, wake up really early in the morning and I'm very productive in the morning and then I'm trying to make my meetings very very productive mm -hmm. um and, and then I I shut down I shut down I try to I try to close my computer by 7 38 at the yeah. very latest yeah and I think there's so much validity in like the like you were saying the ebb and the flow and like being able to recognize um just just being able to recognize what your workload is and like being able to take advantage of when it might be a little bit on the lighter side and being able to buckle down when it is or when it's um, a little bit more. And I think, like you said, knowing like you're, you're, you're more productive or um, 
your brain works better in the morning. And I think like just being able to, to use that time to your advantage and mm-hmm. yeah, that's wonderful. Um, so we did touch on this a little bit earlier um, about what you're most proud of, but people want to know like, what is one of your career milestones um, that you think of and you think um, of that as like a turning point or something that happened in your career that you're most proud of um, and feel free to, you can also mm-hmm. go back There's to- There's so um, many. Um, well, I started in music publishing um, answering the phone and answering the door for a publishing company called Big Yellow Dog that was based in Nashville. And I was introduced to Jesse James um, through another really big country music singer named Billy Currington. And he was like, you gotta meet Jesse, she's amazing and y'all are gonna be friends. And, um, you know, I played a role in, in helping to get her signed to Universal Music Group to a major recording act. Um, so, or sorry, a major recording label. So that was kind of a first mile marker for me. Um, and I started my own company at age 24, Hollywood Entertainment, <laughs> LLC. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, Wait, how did you start that? Yes. Well, because you, uh, with once, once, yeah, once Jesse got signed to the record deal, I left the publishing company to help manage her career. And oh my so, goodness. Um, yeah. Wow. So that was a huge milestone. And then about two and a half years after that, we went on tour. We met all these people around the world. We went on tour with the Jonas Brothers and Justin Bieber and oh my all goodness. sorts of people. Um, and, and, I had an opportunity to partner with two other men, um, Michael Hershorn, who was the head of original programming at VH1, and Larry Adam, who was the uh, the CEO of Sundance. And wow. we partnered to pitch YouTube. YouTube had announced that they were going to spend $100 million to create TV-like content on YouTube. And the three of us wanted to create music television on YouTube. And um, they both came from a real heavy television and production background. And I was bringing kind of the, the, new, the new girl on the music scene who knew a lot of the, the, the big players. And so we um, created joint venture partnerships with Jay-Z and Skrillex and Diplo and A-Track. And we went oh in. Oh my and God. We, it was wild. And we went in and we, um, we got 15 of the $100 million investment from Google. So second big milestone was I had a Google funded venture at age 26. Oh my goodness, Hallie, what in the world? That's incredible. Yeah, thank you. Um, so that was a really big day. I remember I was living, I was living in the West Village and I walked down into Soho and I never bought anything over $500 in my life. And I marched into Louis Vuitton and I bought myself a little purse. And I said, well, I told myself, good job, you deserve yeah. this. <laughs> that's amazing oh my gosh yep. wow yeah yep. um oh, and incredible. then um 
I, I helped start the social media practice at Mechanism and build and grow that. And that was a, an amazing chapter in my life. And I was surrounded by so many incredibly talented individuals. And um, we, oh gosh, we won a lot of, a lot of awards um, at Mechanism. So those are some, some you know, big milestones. Um, I think, I, I can't remember the title of the Digiday Award, but it was like the number one social media agency, you know, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. or something like that. Oh my um, goodness. And at one point we had Snapchat, YouTube, Instagram, and Oculus, and Facebook, and Amazon, all as clients. Oh through my our agency. So I used to go and try to pitch to clients to hire us. And I would say, I mean, don't trust Look us. Everyone I mean, else. We'll, we'll like the social media platforms even employ us. Mm -hmm. So um, that was a lot of fun. And then of course, the crowning moment of my career has been, you know, taking on um, the CEO role. And I'm incredibly grateful to Vicki for, you know, being a certified LinkedIn stalker and identifying me online. <laughs> um, but, but in all seriousness, um, identifying a talent within me and um, believing in me mm -hmm. to take on this role and, and help lead Village you know, to new heights. So there's been a lot of milestones that I'm incredibly, incredibly wow. proud of. Those are all amazing. And I know, I, I think I can speak for everybody when we're all very grateful that your career has led you to here and that we all get to cross paths with you because as our fearless leader, you are incredible and we're all so That's lucky sweet. to be able to work with you. So. Oh, well, the pleasure is all mine. I mean, I, um, you guys are, you know, the life force behind my every day and I show up for all of you and I'm consistently in awe and and learning from everyone and um it's honestly been my my greatest my greatest honor well I really appreciate your time and I do want to end with one final question um, I like to ask, what is the best advice that you've ever gotten or something that somebody has said or you've read or saw that stuck with you that you try to like implement into your, your everyday life? Um, there's a great book. So I'm giving you lots of things to link. Yes, I'm <laughs> um, excited. There's a great book called The Four Agreements. Um, and the author's last name is, I think his name's Miguel Ruiz. And there's four rules in the book. And the first one is be impeccable with your word. And it's all about, you know, upholding integrity. The second one is about not taking anything personally. Um, and there's a, there's a phrase in the book that it says when, when someone kind of comes at you in an aggressive manner, it's because it's a projection of their own reality. And I always think back on that phrase all the time. Um, and allows me to kind of wash things off my back and not take things so personally. Um, the third rule is not to make assumptions because you know what they say about assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, the fourth one is always do your best. And the thing is, is that um, 
when you read these chapters in this book, you realize that there's nothing missing. It kind of sums everything up. And again, I'm not perfect, but I revisit this book probably, I don't know, every year or two and try to re-remind myself of the components of each rule, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I try to do my best. That's amazing. Well, I will definitely have it linked down below for, for us to reference. Awesome. That's so wonderful. Well, well thank, thank you so you. much, Hallie. Is there anything else you want to add before we go or anything? I'm just, I'm so proud of you and I'm so grateful to be included. Thank you so, so much. This was so much fun. I wish I got to do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> it is so fun. Um, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you.